Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Always Aggressive Podcast. Hunter Massagill, alongside Coach Tony Ursland, Tanner. Uh, great weekend, Coach. I mean, overall, I want to run through some of the accolades first before we get into it, because I, you know, as a fan, great weekend. I know you you may you you have to you have to nitpick a little I bit. I had to talk this man off the ledge at the end of it. It was, it was sure. rather entertaining on my end. But, but as a fan, a great great overall weekend for the team for the program. Uh, team finished fifth with 83 points, best finish since 1992, so almost 30 years. Uh, two civil medalists and Devin Schroeder and Kendall Coleman. We'll get into them in a little bit. Uh, eight total place winners, so eight NCAA qualifiers, uh, which is incredible. So Pro- you know, tied the program record for the second straight year. Right. Mm-hmm. So have to feel pretty good coming out of the weekend, even though there are some things you probably nitpick yeah. a little bit. No, uh, you know, Tanner and I probably did have a good laugh. I wasn't laughing at the time. but <laughs> He know, wasn't. He wasn't. It was awesome. You know, we... A lot of good things. Very, very proud of the kids. I will right. say that. Like, I'm very proud of the, the guys. They they wrestled hard. They competed uh, well. Um, you know, so so some of those numbers that you talked about, yeah, when you look back, there's there's some, some positives there. Um, you know, now I, there's always a but. And as a coach, the coach in me knows that we left some points there. There were some yeah. matches where we had the situations in control and we kind of let them get away from us for a couple of different reasons. And I didn't think it was because we didn't compete hard, you know, or we, we didn't give it our best or, you know, th- those things. It was more about kind of some decisions maybe that we made in the moment that, that cost us. And so, um, you know, I'm thankful that we have another opportunity to fix a few things yeah. before we go to the national championships and really um, do some damage. So very proud of the guys. Like what you said, those things are all, those, those numbers are all great. Uh, I just always want to point out, though, that that's not the destination. Of course. That's just another rung on the ladder to where we, we are trying to go. So, yeah, really proud of the kids. Great effort. Uh, to get eight to nationals um, was really good. I thought, you know, we could get eight or nine, and, and that's what we got. So um, we can score points with that, too. You know? Yeah. you know, you don't want to be so far out from a qualifier standpoint that, that you can't keep up with people. Right. And score the points that you need to to kind of you know place up up high where you want to go. So yeah, it's uh, all around you know pretty pretty happy. Um, we got some things to work on, but but now we'll uh, we'll be in good position uh, come uh, come nationals to uh, to close the deal hopefully. Yeah. Selfishly on my part, it was it was awesome to see the eight guys all get the auto qualifying bids. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, makes everything nice and neat and tidy. You don't yeah. have to wait on the at large. You don't have to do anything. You can. Uh, you, you know what your travel party looks like. You know what uh, you, you know. You know what you're doing. From, like, from a few ops guys. Hey, yeah. I'm, t- I'm, I'm yeah. telling you, man. There was, I, I, like I said, selfish. I, I, I can yes. be selfish for a minute. Yeah. Like, well, in addition to being super happy for those guys, you yeah. Know, Thomas no. Panola getting that last spot. You know, when, when he when he clinched the, he was he was number eight. You know, we, we had the seven yeah. guys that all got it done on on Saturday. Yeah, big match, big match for him. Uh, you know, because we had talked about. This goes to the uh, the at-large bids. You never know what that pool looks like. Sure. There's guys who get hurt. There's guys who come in injured. You know, you look at um, a guy like we didn't know about the the Wick boy at 165. Yeah, Wisconsin. He came in, um, weighed in, and then and then promptly defaulted from the tournament hmm. and went into the at-large pool. So you never know who's going to fall down in there. You know, we feel like oh Thomas qualified the weight and he's going to be in solid position. But boy, it gets it gets tight, and, and you there just were only, never know. And there were only four spots at heavyweight. They yeah. auto qualified twenty nine of the thirty three, mm-hmm. and so you know we were following action from the EIWAs and some some of those other tournaments. And there were some guys that were already needing at larges that yeah. you know would have put would have put Tom right on the bubble had he not uh, had he not gotten that auto spot. Absolutely. Now Penn State pulled Nevels. They didn't. Uh, 
Neville's did he Neville's needed an auto oh, uh, right. an at large and yeah. uh, they didn't even put him in the pool for one at nationals yeah. because I think it's his knee which is terrible I feel I feel bad for the kid because he he did a good job this year but um yeah you know so but it was it was very good when I saw Tom lock up that that spot it was uh, there was a huge sigh of relief on my part as far as you know just because you like you said you just never know when you start looking at the numbers what yeah. are they gonna what are yeah. they gonna like focus on is it going to be head yep. to head is it going to be rpi is it yeah. going to be whatever so and obviously we've talked a lot about thomas i mean he worked so hard and uh, to see him get it done you know was was really enjoyable like he and, just and he he you know you just you can feel the emotion coming yeah. off that kid when he's done and uh, just very happy for him and panola speaking to a larger point of you know guys like panola kendall coleman on the flip side Devin Schroeder, Dylan Lighty, your older guys in the wrestling room. You've got eight guys that seasons the season's still alive for. It's this. It has to feel good for a coach, but these guys that are kind of setting the standard in the wrestling room that not only are we going to go to Big Tens and we're going to have higher seeds, we're going to come out the other side of Big Tens and have places at at the nationals uh, level. And it's setting that standard for these younger guys that this is. This is what we do here. Yeah, I think that's uh, you know credit obviously to our guys and their culture. Mm-hmm. You know that that culture is a big deal. I know it's it's a buzzword, but it's so important. And um, actually, just a, a sidebar. You know, last night I had a, a chance to talk to uh, emerging leaders group here on on campus. Um, Kathy Wright Eager does a good job with the uh, the leadership group here, mm-hmm. and, um, and 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 Lighty and, and Parker came along as well to just kind of talk about the team's culture and you just you listen to them talk about you know there's pride there and and what they've built that to be from when they first got here for dylan it was five years ago and parker a few Mm -hmm. you know only a few years ago but to to hear their thoughts on how far the culture's come and what it means to them and what they think that will mean for the program in years to come is really satisfying right like there's there's ownership there and so you know that makes me really proud just because i feel like Culture is everything. You know, obviously there's technical and tactical things that you got to do in this sport to be successful, skill related. But but boy, you know, it's it's what that group of guys in your locker room think. What do mm-hmm. they think about? What do they talk about? You know, do they hold each other accountable? Like those things all go much further. And I I just I'm really excited because of the culture they've kind of started to to set the standard for. Here's the expectations. Here's the standards. And here's how we're going to do it. And I think that's. You know, that's exciting to see. So I know it's a sidebar, but I think just as important when we're talking about these results, um, you know, and why we see those results. We had a bunch of talks about that in my van going to and from the arena this weekend. You know, I was in the IMAX and Parker, both in my van and Griffin Mm -hmm. and Dee Shrode. And uh, it's awesome to listen to those guys talk about it. Because I feel like I feel like you know you talk about buzzwords, and I feel like cultures can be can be oh, a, sure. very, a very overused buzzword. It's kind of like trust the process. Oh, yeah, a lot <laughs> yeah. of people like to talk about it, but a lot of people you know a lot of people like to talk about it, but they really don't want to do the dirty work to get into it. Mm-hmm. And uh, to see some of our kids, you know, when you get thirty kids in a room and an entire coaching staff and all your sports staff, and everybody's pulling that rope in the same direction, that's a pretty strong pull. Yeah, and like no. that, and that's what it takes. That's what it takes to go from here to here. And uh, like you said, we've, we've started to see some of that. It's pretty exciting. Yeah. I, I thought something Dylan said last night that, that really stuck with me, and he's right, um, is you know, he talked about just the genuine uh, uh, happiness when they're on trips. You know, like, that, like you know, hey, we're here to take care of business, right? Like this, we, we suffer and we sacrifice, and it's important to us. 
but you know, uh, keeping it light, enjoying each other's company, enjoying the trips. Uh, sounds like you guys have a good time in your van. We do. Clearly. We do. Um, so, you know, that, don't, you can't discount that. Yeah. And I do feel like that's important of why you're seeing that come up. You know, um, the, the attitude and just the general energy of these guys is really good. And that's something that you want to continue to fight for and, and work on every day. Like, in, have fun. Enjoy this. You work too hard not to enjoy what's going on at Big Tents. Yeah. Well, we'll get into uh, some individuals. We'll get to Lighty in just a moment. But first of all, I want to start with the two second-place winners, Kendall Coleman, Devin Schroeder. I mean, Kendall Coleman going out there, winning some close matches uh, yeah. through the bracket. And then, I mean, he was always kind of lurking in the conversation to be one of the best guys at the 157. I mean, obviously, he was ranked highly all season long. Yeah. Uh, but for him to go out there and prove it on a big stage... Talking about the future a little bit. I mean, he's a freshman. He's he still has three more years to be I mean, able to, to to be able to do this. We got this. two finalists, and they they're both they're both coming back next year. Right, it's yeah. it's, it's pretty cool stuff. No doubt. Um, you know, with Kennel, absolutely excited for his future. Um, you know, more excited for what what the next ten days is going to be. Yeah. You know, because we've got a chance to to make some more adjustments. I thought he did uh, did a solid job. There's still some things against uh, a quality wrestler like Deacon that we've got to take care of. I thought he was better positionally. Gave himself, he, you know, got a takedown there. He had a very good look at another one. You know, the, some of that bottom we're going to clean up yet because he still got rode a little bit. Um, so, but really excited. You know, his his demeanor, I think I've said that all, all year long, though, has been really good. You know, a young guy, he's, he's calm. He's focused out there. Yeah, he's in tight matches, but he understands you know, that he can win and expects to win those situations. Mm -hmm. So you, you just saw more of that. How much does it know? help a guy like Kendall to have, I mean, you know, digress a little bit here. You look at a guy like Dylan Lighty, who's in overtime matches routinely. And like, does it, does it help a kid like Kendall to see Dylan with that sort of composure? Do you, is there any yeah. sort of like osmosis effect amongst the guys? Uh, I think osmosis is reaching. <laughs> <laughs> Man, clearly, you know, but... if you believe in that sort of thing, right? No, but listen, I think it, what goes hand in hand is you see guys like Dylan and and Devin being an older, you know, upper class and being a junior. Uh, you see those guys and Bruner, right? And, sure, you know, absolutely. Um, they take care of their business. They go out and they compete hard and they're in those tough, tight situations and, and they're finding ways to get it done. You know, they're finding ways to win those situations and take care of their business. So I think that shows people, hey, yeah, you know, they're getting it done. I'm in the room with them. I'm working hard just like they are. You know, when you have that and you're seeing that success, you know, it breeds you know, the old saying, success breeds success. So they're seeing it happen. Mm -hmm. And sure, that rubs off, you know. Uh, you know, you got to be confident. You, know? you got a teammate who's getting it done, and I'm doing the same thing they're, they're doing, yep. you know. So I, I definitely think it, it kind of goes hand in hand. Sure. You know what I mean? Well, Schroeder joining only Chris Flieger back in 03 uh, to be the only guys at 125 uh, for the program to make the final spot. So, you know, a great accolade for him. To the, all, a lot of these guys that, that we're referencing, like we talked about last week going into Big Tens, these guys have proven that they're the bad match, the bad matchup come Nationals time. It's going to be, you know, Devin Schroeder, Dylan Lighty, Kendall Coleman, these guys that are going to be on the line that everyone else is going to look at and think, wow, I, dang it. Yeah. I drew. I drew That's Devin the guy Schroeder. I don't want. I drew. I drew Dylan Lighty yeah. out of the out of the gate here. You want that for all eight, and I think that's true uh, for the eight we're taking, mm -hmm. right? I mean that we've talked about that. You you got to be the the bad draw. Yeah. You know you've got to keep that chip on your shoulder 
uh, you don't ever truly arrive, or at least that's the way you should take it, right? Like yep. the process is never ending, right? The journey uh, doesn't end until you hang your shoes up. And so you've got to keep training with that mentality. You know, I'm the bad draw, I'm the guy that people don't want to face, but you gotta have that chip on your shoulder. Mm-hmm. You know, you start to get too comfortable with things or feel like, yeah, I've arrived. Um, then, you know, that's when something sneaks up and bites you and yep. you, didn't, you didn't see it coming. So uh, absolutely love that our guys are confident. I feel like they're very confident. They know they're prepared, they know they're ready, but at the same time, they keep, they keep an edge on themselves, mm-hmm. which is important. You always gotta keep that kind of hard edge uh, from a mentality standpoint on, on you know on your your mindset mm-hmm. and I, I feel like they are in a good place with that right now so we want to continue to keep that you know let's not get too comfortable with this yeah. you know well as Tanner alluded to Dylan Lighty doing Dylan Lighty things this past weekend uh, I had more gray hair that's hard <laughs> I know it's hard to believe I shaved the beard <laughs> You know, Tony, um, Tony's hair looked like my hair before Dylan Lighty got to campus. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's a true story. Uh, we'll bring photos of the Keeping everyone show. on the edge of his seats, winning not only one, but two overtime matches this past weekend. Uh, gets his best finish of his career at Big Tens. His only losses this season coming to the two guys ranked ahead of him, Kemmer, Mark Hall. He closed the gap on, on Mark Hall this past weekend, I think. Yeah, uh, that was a tight, tough, a tight match, match that I'm sure he's, he's sick about. I don't want to talk about it. Don't make sure. me talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> My question is, because I'm sure none of, us, none of us want to talk about that match specifically, what is it that's going that he needs to be working on in these next 10 days to, to bridge that gap and to get over that hump that when he inevitably probably gets one of those guys yeah. again in so, next weekend? Should we play a recording from an earlier show? I was going to say, you put this on repeat, <laughs> so I apologize. Everybody's going to hear this again, but I am one for consistency. I, yeah. I'm all about consistency. Practice what you your, preach, right? Yeah, and your training and your diet and your yeah. life. I'm all about it. Um, oh, man. Again, if, if uh, <clears throat> a focus for Dylan is to... Um, go get points sooner. He's capable. He's in yeah. tremendous shape. He can wrestle hard. He has great attacks. He's a great athlete. Um, if he can go get points sooner in a match where those guys have to come at him, you know, more because he has such great counter offense as well, right? Then, uh, then he's in great shape. And so yeah. we will we will continue to work on him getting points on the board sooner. And going after people. Now, you know, some guys just, they know this and they don't want to engage. You know, and, and it's very much, you know, a cat and mouse game out there where some guys, they, they, you know, they, they half commit. It's a half shot. It's a half sure. shot. Yeah. Hoping to maybe try to get a stall call or hoping to kind of look busy enough that they don't get called for themselves. Yeah. Yes. So it, there is a bit of cat and mouse game. I won't, I won't put it all on light. You know what I mean? There's some people's right. approach, right. you know, um, with, with how they're wrestling him. And people are going to try, right? If they can win on one second riding time, some people are going to try to win on a one second riding time. Mm-hmm. So, but if he can continue to put pressure on these guys sooner in the match with these little mini mini flurries, I call them, you know, these little five second flurries where he can engage and get them to kind of have to wrestle him uh, sooner. I think that's in his best interest, and, and we'll keep working on that. You know, the, the really good thing here, though, is, um, you know, he's he's very confident, and in those tough moments, he you know, he's, he's at his best. Mm-hmm. And that's when you have, you know, at the end of the year, tough, there's lots of tough moments. You have to be at your best, and he's he's that way. He is battle-tested, and he's been lots of lots of tough matches. So um, I feel really good about him, you know, but we want to, hey, let's go get some points earlier. Two, yeah. two things about Dylan. One of my favorite things, and this is a little behind the scenes for people, my favorite thing is, is every time I go up to Dylan after a match that he wins in overtime, 
he apologizes. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and, it, and it's not like a half-hearted one. Like, he's really, like, sheepish, and he feels bad. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, Dylan, you won. Don't apologize. Like, <laughs> we're used to it, buddy. This is, this is just what it is now, you know? Yep. He, uh, he takes it to heart, and he knows that he's supposed to go after that earlier offense, and he, and he wants to get it. Um, but uh, the other thing, I, I made a comment on Twitter yesterday about the fact that Dylan Lighty at the Big Ten Championships, he wrestled number eight number two, number seven, and then number eight again. I'd be hard-pressed. If anybody else can do the research out there. That's nationally ranked. You're yeah, nationally ranked. ranked. Yes. Yeah, those, those aren't Big Ten seeds. Those are national rankings. He wrestled four straight top ten guys. Um, and his wins against the national top ten this year are outrageous. He has multiple wins over multiple guys that are ranked in the top ten. That yep. guy, is re- he has wrestled a beast of a schedule. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, you, when you say battle-tested, he is... He has yeah. been he has been through it, so. Uh, and I don't and I don't want to start any wars or anything about about why someone should be deserved of a oh man of a ranking over other people wrestling a lot more matches getting matches against some highly ranked guys. I won't start any of that because I know you can't comment on that, but I just wanted to put that out there into the ether. It's uh it, it I mean the, his only two losses are to number one and number two and yep. and the loss against number one came down to. Some stall calls, which yep. were interesting. Yeah. Uh, well, just to recap the eight place winners, uh, just so everyone listening knows, eight guys going to NCAAs, Devin Schroeder, uh, who finished second at Big Tens, Parker Phileas, Griffin Perriott, Kendall Coleman, who also finished second, Dylan Lighty, uh, Max Lyon, Bruner, and Panola, all yeah. making it to, to NCAAs. And it's going to be an exciting uh, weekend next weekend, about one week starts next Thursday, correct? Yep, Thursday. Thursday, Friday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, and it's Wednesday right now for us. If you're listening after Wednesday, then the seating is already out. But for right now, on Wednesday, we don't have the seating. So if you're listening on Wednesday, six, be sure to tune six in. Six o'clock today. Be sure to tune in tonight for it. Uh, so since we don't have the seatings, we don't know who's going to be paired up yet. My question to you is, especially for these guys, especially for the team, the eight that are going, is that make preparation easier or harder going into nationals rather than big tens and what i mean by that is easier in the sense that you have uh guys that you've seen before and that can kind of cloud your judgment you know and big tens are kind of like a close-knit family of we're wrestling we constantly see each other at tournaments i mean vegas midlands you've got the big ten tournament got the big ten season you've got so many guys that you've seen for your entire careers and then you go into nationals, and all of a sudden you've got some brand new faces that you're stepping on the line against. Is that easier or harder to prepare for in the week leading up to it? You know, I think it, certainly I don't want to say easier. I mean, you know, the way you phrase the question, easier is the way right. you, you'll put it because it's new people, right? Like when you when you wrestle the same people over and over again, you get to know each other's tendencies yeah. and and you know how they want to wrestle, right? Like I think it was the like you said about Dylan, the guys, third time he guys beat, lay back, he beat Labriola this year, right? So they've seen each other a lot. Those are those are, are you know close matches. So now you go into a bigger bracket mm-hmm. and you have different competitions. So when I say easier, you know, it's great competition. Those kids have all earned their way there, and so they are good competitors. But in a sense, because you know, um, they're not as familiar with our guys, yeah. you know, hey, it's, it's, it's going to be different. And I think that suits, and you I know, th- a guy like Lighty. Like, if, if you haven't felt him, or say Kendall, if you haven't felt him, yeah. you know, and you don't know what they're about, that it presents a tougher challenge for those guys, where if you had faced him, maybe you have a different feel. And same by us. I mean, yeah. you know, Kendall uh, and, and, and Devin, let's say, 
you know, they both closed the gap, you know, so to speak, on their opponents, right, from a score sense. Sure. Okay, because they had felt them and, and, and what they kind of bring to the table. So when I say easier, I certainly don't mean to uh, discredit say anybody easy. in the bracket. Yeah, and I think yeah. what, what I mean when I say easier is it doesn't cloud the judgment or cloud the preparation for the guys that are going, you know, that are working this week to think, okay, take Dylan's and with wrestling Labriola uh, so many times this past this past season and out and through his career, he can focus. Dylan can focus on himself going into nationals because he isn't worried about the other guy because you he's not thinking about that. Should always focus on yourself. That. Right. You should you know me too well. And I think well. and I think, <laughs> always focus on yourself. And I think because they're wrestling someone they don't know, it makes it easier for them. To, yeah. to, to be able to focus Possibly. on this week. Yeah, well, I mean, they could still draw a Big Ten guy. They changed yeah, that rule that's now. True. So, that's true. Yeah. Um, always, always focus on yourself. Let us worry about the, the competition. I always tell the guys that, you yeah. know, um, like I'll use Thomas Panola, and a lot of guys are very similar. Thomas doesn't watch, want to watch any film. You know, we've got some guys who will watch a little bit of film on their opponent, right, just to get an idea. They'll see it. You know, they've done it for a while, so they'll watch a little bit of film. But mm -hmm. Thomas is a guy that coach, just tell me, Tell me what I need to know, mm -hmm. right? So I, I, I don't I don't give him a book on the guy. I give him like one or two things that hey, you know, you know, he's got a right leg lead and this is his shot, you know what I mean or something. So we're gonna do you know approach it this way or you know on top he's a leg rider so we, we don't want to let legs in. We want to close off our pockets. We want to get to our feet. You know just simple things like that. So um, it's for them, man. I just want to keep them in their good place, mm -hmm. you know. And if that means you don't need to watch don't watch film then you know I'll give you a couple things or you know. Vega, Shop, Sufon, whatever. We'll, we'll give you a couple things, and then we're gonna go. We're gonna go battle. Mm -hmm. So that that really is honestly where it comes down to. Um, and so when you talk about, let's go back to when you're in an NCAA bracket now. You know, maybe I watch a little more film, right? Because I haven't yeah. seen them. You know, yeah. I, I got I know what the Big Ten guys are about. We've watched and seen them at multiple places. So that's that's easier in that sense of coach preparation. But now when we go, if we hadn't seen a guy, whether it be Midlands or, or Vegas, which is why we go there, right, mm -hmm. to see different people, then, um, you know, we went and watched several matches of a kid just to see a tendency, mm -hmm. just to see. So that, you know, those one or two things, you can say, hey, here, here's what he is. You know what I mean? He's a roll-through tilt guy, so we can't reach in and let our hands get caught down here. You know, you can't get caught there like shot. He's going to catch you and he's going to, he's going to, because you give up your four points and, yeah. you know, the match opens up pretty fast. So, so, those, you know, from a preparation standpoint, we handle that. Oh. We like the guys, just, just take care of yourself. So the flip side of that though, um, with being in the Big Ten, you, you know, you take a weight like 174, you know, we don't want to harp there, but like the further you get into the tournament, the closer you're going to get to those guys that you already know, because six of the top eight guys in the country are in the Big Ten mm -hmm. at that weight. And it's, and it's like that other places. And so, and then, you know, and then you add in the caveat of going to Vegas and going to Midlands and, uh, you know, you might get somebody who's unfamiliar in the first or second rounds, but by the time you get to the quarters, it's, I mean, it's almost assuredly that you're getting somebody that you've seen before or you've been at the same tournament as. So, I mean, we, you know, you're talking about these guys like Devin and Kendall and Dylan, who we expect to go handle their business and, and, and make a run. Christian Bruner is going to go make a run at this thing. And, uh. They're gonna they're gonna run into somebody that they know, and right. so, like it's there's you know it's almost there's definitely two sides to the coin. Like no you know you look at it both ways as right. far as like, you know you might you might draw somebody you don't know, but you you might not. It's sure. it's uh you know especially, 
I mean, our guys have wrestled a lot of matches this year, and they've been to a lot of tournaments and seen a lot of people. So and that's why uh, you just focus on yourself. Absolutely. You know, those brackets are so big that the, the danger there is you look ahead, right, and you think, oh, he's going to be there because his number's higher. Well, you know what? You go wrestle your match, you get done, and you look up, and the other guy lost. Did you talk yourself into thinking the other guy was going to be there, and can you adjust? So it, the, the stay in the moment, that, right, that's where this becomes that really That happened important. with Kendall and Devin. Yeah, big tens. Yeah, don't look yeah. ahead, right? You know, um, because you can say, "Oh, Caleb Young, yeah, is going to be the guy." You know, we're the three; he's the two. We're this is where we're going, and lo and behold, he's not there, mm-hmm. right? So uh, there's there's a danger there, and let's just take this match, and we're going to deal with this match, you know, and then we'll see what happens. Has that always been your approach? I'm I'm a little I'm a little surprised that it's you know you guys watch the film, you give one or two, mm-hmm. you know things one or two keys but but some guys don't watch any has that always been your approach or has that uh, yeah. evolved through your coaching career so okay so this is going to be interesting or maybe I, maybe i'll sound like i'm talking out of both sides of my mouth so I, i'll qualify that <laughs> get ready i don't know no, no. it won't be that bad but um i do believe that you uh, should be familiar with your opponents to a certain point. I just mm-hmm. do. Um, and maybe that's just, you know, when you're, as you move up in levels, okay, as you move up in levels, um, you know, your quality of your opponent gets, gets better and better. So at the world level, and we can use Jordan Burroughs, for instance, and he, you know, he had to wrestle a Russian named Targush who had a, who had a good trap arm. So now you know you don't want to let Targush beat you with the trap arm gut, mm-hmm. okay? And so you're, you're working your parterre defense to, to take away the trap arm. Or, you know, what could be for a lot of different. So as you move up, you want to take certain things from your opponent. So I, I do believe every um, athlete should be able to be coached in a way where you can make an adjustment or two. You certainly don't want to change your whole style because now sure. you're not you. You're not you, right. But you should be able to take that information and make an adjustment and do that. Um, there is a reality, though, that not all kids can do that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's where it really goes to an individual basis per se. Some guys don't want to know. You know what I mean? And so, um, you know, it's, as a coach, okay, our best chance is still. I don't want to. I don't want to send this guy a ton of information. He, we need him on autopilot. Go out, compete, do what he's trained to do. Let's try to, you know, help him the best we can. Stay out of certain situations. So it, it really kind of comes down, in my opinion, to your guy. Okay. So that's where you know I qualified a little bit. Like I would like know, for know every young man, yeah, know your people. Right. I would love for every young man to be able to take a piece or two of information from us and, and make that adjustment and, and go into the match with that. But there are some guys who are like, you know, if I if I give them more than that, we're gonna pull them. You know, it's gonna be a distraction. Mm-hmm. So I think you have to be careful. That's where you have to really know your guys. And you have to kind of make make your your judgment calls. So that's, I guess that's me splitting the middle a little yeah, bit. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. And and in that same vein, as your coaching career has progressed, have you seen a change in the team? Of you know, you you alluded to each guy's different. Has it kind of leveled out? I would imagine you know a while ago when video was less available, guys were trying to watch anything they could get their hands on because they that's all that they had available to them. Now that you can go find video on every opponent that you're going to see, mm-hmm. that it's kind of leveled out a little bit to know that you can't get overloaded with that kind of stuff yeah. because you can you can cloud your judgment a little bit. Yep, and and there is there are certain guys that they like a lot of film, right? And we'll just say, hey, don't watch film. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, we have had a few guys like that where 
you know, they're, they're watching, they're watching, they're watching their opponent. Back. And it's like, hey, man, uh, we're going to need you to do you. No. Yeah. You know, here, here's a few things, <laughs> but let's not worry about. Reel them in. You yeah. know, yeah, exactly. So it, it can get to be too far the other way. As I said, some some people, you get too, uh, you know, involved with it. And mm-hmm. that's not where you want to be either. Mm-hmm. Well, we've got nationals next yeah. weekend. It's an exciting, exciting time to be a wrestling fan for sure. I'm sure an exciting time to be a coach. Are you, are you getting any sleep? No. Uh, um, what's what's the sleep thing you speak of? Yeah, it's uh, uh, you know, it's it's nice to have this week. You know, we gave we gave the guys Monday off. Yesterday was pretty light. We're gonna we're gonna work back in pretty good today. I always like to um, kind of break it into three day training cycles. You know, I've probably said that before. So today really is is day one um, from a training cycle perspective, and we're gonna get three good days, and then we're gonna you know, uh, give them like what I call an active recovery day. And then we'll come back in with another good couple of days uh, before we depart on Tuesday. So it, it's it's an important week in terms of, you know, that Big Ten tournament's really tough. You know, you mentioned what Dylan, you know, wrestled. He wrestled four matches and all of them were top eight guys. And didn't, and, didn't, and, and, and was forced to take a bye due to, due to right. maybe 13 guys yeah. in the bracket, you know. Yeah. His first match for Big Tens was against the number eight guy in the country. Yep. That's wild. And a, and a lot of matches like that, right? Yeah. Like a lot, so, the, you, so you come out, you know, you're a little sore. You need a couple days. So honestly, now it's, it's we've got to have three good days. And, it, and I don't mean just going hard, but getting done what we need to get done. And then we can kind of kind of taper back a little bit too and, mm-hmm. and really, really get ready to peak. Because like I said, I, I thought I was pretty happy with a, a shape standpoint. I didn't feel like we lost any matches because of our shape. I thought it was an asset yeah. in, in most matches. Yeah. Um, and, you know... Um, uh, as far as competing, I thought we competed well. There, you know, there wasn't any indecision out there. You know, any hesitation from like, you know, I'm gonna go go after this kid. Uh, it was more, hey, there was a bad decision. Maybe we decided to go down in the third, or you know, maybe we just didn't move our feet with short time left, and we're sure. we're up. You know, we didn't move our feet enough. We we didn't circle and down block and, and really. So mm-hmm. just little things like that, you know. You, know, you can't let 10 seconds ruin your tournament. You know, when you look up and down our lineup, those situations here that we lost shouldn't take away from the tournament as a whole. Mm-hmm. So we got to fix those, you know, that 10 seconds. You know, that's what we got to fix. And so that's, that's where we're at. Well, a couple of programming notes uh, for over the course of the next week or so. As we mentioned earlier, today is Wednesday uh, when we're talking right now. So if you're listening on Wednesday, 6 o'clock tonight, uh, when you'll be able to find out where everyone's seated, where all the boilers, who they'll be wrestling, and so forth. If you're listening after Wednesday, that information's already released, so go find it. Uh, also, next week, we won't have a show, but Corey and crew will be live uh, all over the place from Minneapolis. So all kinds of different uh, stuff. We're blowing it out. Blowing yeah. it out. <laughs> we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get on live as much as we can, guys. Um, We'll have as much uh, information. We'll try to get some guests. We'll try to we'll try to have a good time with it, in Minneapolis. So we hope you'll uh, be able to join us for that. So be sure to you know keep your finger on the pulse of at Purdue Wrestling on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all of it. There's going to be a ton of content, a ton of uh, taking a look in behind the curtain a little bit uh, with the team going into nationals next week. Coach, yeah. good luck. Thank you. Uh, the one thing I will say is uh, you know the 
the, the strong place in the Big Tens is not the destination. Our guys understand that. So we are very much looking forward to a very strong finish. I think we're bringing eight guys who can all score and could all be capable of having big tournaments. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they know that, and it's a credit to them. And then it's a credit to the entire team. That's the one thing I want to say. We spend a lot of time talking about individuals, and, sure. and deservedly so. They, they take care of their business. But I do want to kind of give a, a shout-out to the entire team. Um, those guys have been in there you know, since the fall, uh, sacrificing and suffering. Right. And, and what you're seeing from the guys who get aware of the singlet is kind of a reflection of the hard work that everybody's put in. So yeah. I do want to um, kind of say that um, you know I'm, I'm pretty thankful and grateful for the effort that the entire team, those you know 30 plus guys, have put in this year. They're, they're why you're seeing the eight at nationals are going to do some 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 very good things. And yeah. uh, I want to say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm appreciative of everything this entire team has done this year. Also, nationals in Minneapolis. It's going to be at U.S. Bank Stadium, where the Vikings play. So it is a giant arena. I've seen some blueprints. It, it looks set, set some records. It looks awesome the the way that they've got the mats laid out uh, for nationals next week. So make a road trip. Any Boiler fans here in West Lafayette can make a road trip up next weekend. Uh, it's going to be an exciting one. Nationals always a fun time of year to uh, to wrap up the 2019-2020 season. Absolutely. So for head coach Tony Ursland, Tanner, Corey, I'm Hunter. Always aggressive podcast, and as always, Boiler up.